We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It might be week one of the NFL, but we are here talking baseball on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, uh, helping you with these last three weeks of the baseball season, all coming up next. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, I'm Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate and review the podcast. I know I say that a lot, but it does help us out a lot. Uh, help people find the podcast, et cetera. If you enjoyed listening to us all year, uh, hopefully you have. Hope we helped you out a little bit. Uh, if you could leave a, a good rating and some nice stars, that would be uh, very much appreciated. Uh, Jeff, I said last week that uh, this was the hardest fab period of the year, week one of the NFL season, and uh, it's not its point. I think it was the hard, it was the hardest one for me of the whole season. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For many reasons. Um, you know, one attention span to, you know, just, okay, who the heck can I bid on this week? Yeah. But yet I know I need to, you know, I need yep. reinforcements. Guys get hurt. Guys are getting benched or, or, you know, you, you, you need to have reinforcements. You know, we have closer changes. I mean, there, there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's, it's really tough to keep your eye on the ball right now, and it's just so important if you're actually in a real race. You and I are together in front Yahoo Friends and Family, and I swear I that that changes every three innings. The Rotowire Staff <laughs> Keeper does. League is the same thing too. Yeah. Um, there's like a there's a five way race there in the Staff Keeper League where it changes basically depending on who's pitching at the given moment. Yeah, for Yahoo Friends and Family, I can be in fourth place and look up and I'm in first place, or then back to fourth. It just it, it's wild how much it uh, moves around. But when you get categories that are close. You know, one three-run homer actually affects stuff. It's uh, you know one uh, one good outing, one bad outing, which is uh, what happens. Yes, it was what you really notice when standings move. It's like I don't. You get the six runs in an inning and two thirds. You don't even want to look at standings the next day, or even or the live standings. It's just uh, it's really rough. But yeah, you, I think you said it well. Not only is there attention span going, like I had people at my house to watch the Niners game this morning, and that just like yep. suddenly takes you to two o'clock, and people are hanging out, and like oh, let's watch the Chargers. Like it's just like there's a lot going on, and you're right. It's not that it's. I can run to my office and make moves in 10 minutes because there's a lot of these stuff that I got to figure out who's playing. Like you said, who's hurt. Um, Jason Dominguez is, uh, you know, uh. out for the year as of today. So I had to like adjust to that. I had some other guys on the IL. So you, you got to replace guys because you just need, you need production. These three weeks count as much as the other three weeks. I know they're tough and you want to just be like, oh, I'll just throw whoever out there, but man, you got to You got to stay with it. And it's, uh, it's tough, but uh, we got there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, th- it's a daily moves league that we have together there in that league. And, who has two thumbs that left Ryan Pepio on their bench for a start against the Marlins this week there. He took a perfect game into the sixth inning. This guy. 
Um, yeah, that, that I wouldn't need that right now. I, I'm um, glad there's no tool on the site where you can go back and see how much, how many stats I've left on the bench because oh. I just da- daily moves in me do not, uh, no, do not mesh tough. very well. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, and yeah, I got him. I had the wherewithal to pick him up in the first place. And I was traveling this past week. I have a new appreciation for you and anybody <laughs> else that has traveled for a living. Uh, I gotta say, I mean, it sucks. I, so I went straight from the NFFC to my family in Kansas had a family issue. You, you saw me potting from the hotel. I did. Yeah. Um, and it just, and then you're trying to just deal with like being on top of stuff. Right. Yep. Um, and it's, just, it's, it's really difficult there. And yeah, I, 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 anybody that travels for a living, uh, my, my, my hat's off to you, man. It's tough. Yeah. And dealing with dealing with airports and planes and people in airports, it's uh, it's it's not it's not especially glamorous. Hotels where it's just just little things like oh shit, I don't have my nail clippers. Oh, I don't you know I want to get a snack. Uh, okay, that's seven dollars. You know, it's like little things like that. Like uh, you start doing things where like I I need to eat, but I really don't want to go out. Uh, okay, I'll did just you snack. Uh, did you know the big Fiji waters in the Vidara are twenty four seventy five each? accidentally found that out a year ago um and because they used to give them for free yes and they didn't put a note on that and we got it you know refunded back to us but yeah we learned that the hard way 2475 yeah i mean it's it's usury i mean it, it's i'm okay it's, with a markup you're in a hotel like they've got you you got five dollars six dollars sure i'd even go like 10 bucks and be like oh that sucks but whatever but 25 dollars is, is fairly insane it's ludicrous yeah, just so. ludicrous and, and you know this is a place i like I, I love it like too. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I don't think, I don't think they're alone in, uh, in charging up for the waters. Well, they're MGM. They're all based yeah. owned by MGM and they used to, you know, you used to get free parking. You used to get this. You used to get that. You don't get no. that anymore. And okay. And now we're going pretty far afield, but <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, I was in, I was in Vegas for the NFC this weekend. So yeah, I was, I was traveling a little bit too, but uh, you know, all for fun in that regard. Uh, so right. uh, it was a good time. Quick little uh, one night trip with the wife, so it was it was a good time, but it just uh, it's yeah. a lot going on, a lot going on right now. My child's back in school. There's just a lot of things going yeah. on. Yeah. To be so. clear, I have a great life. Don't complain. Yes. I'm not complaining about my life, but it was a tough week. It was a very tough week. I could have had such a good line there about the Bengals, but I'm going to go ahead and just not say it anyway. Yeah, it happens. I so as a, as a team who lost to the Bears in Week One last year and went to the NFC Championship game, I can tell you that Week One is uh, yeah, yeah. five turnovers to the Steelers at home last year and still made it to the AFC Championship game. I'm not apoplectic. Yeah. Uh, I, I my they just signed my guy. I wish they would have signed Higgins, but it happens. I I, I knew it, it was a unanimous pick from the Browns and staff picks this week, so self included. So I mean, I, I had a feeling, I just didn't think it would be this bad. Uh, so let's uh, let's jump into baseball. Uh, the, uh, the the races and pennant races are getting they're still really fun. The AL West is is wild. Houston, we kind of talked last week about you know Texas and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Here they come, and Texas is uh, struggling a little bit. Houston suddenly you look up and Houston's what uh, two and a half up on Seattle, three up on the Rangers. I'm afraid that uh, I'm afraid that the uh, hopes and dreams of someone else winning the West are going to be uh, going to be washed away here pretty quickly. I'm afraid. You just went on mute. So what I was You're trying right. to say there is their playoff odds went to 99.1% now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot right there. And the Rangers Rangers down at 50% after leading the division pretty much all year long. Uh, they're they're right on the fence to making the playoffs at all right now. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really remarkable to see how much they've fallen apart. They still have the second best run differential in the American League, uh, and they can still yeah. make the, miss the playoffs. 
they're, they're faltering. They're sniping at each other. Max Scherzer saying things. It's showing leadership. Oh, you, everybody's just got to be better. Okay, thanks, Max. You've been they, here for uh, what, 12 days? We, we talked last Sunday about, you know, it's fun that the Astros and Rangers play each other. The Astros kicked the crap out of them that series. That was an ugly series. Yep. Astros, I mean, they went – this week was the first week they had solo possession of first place in the American League West. I it's mean, pretty, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, and they're still the best team in the American League, in my opinion. They're better than the Orioles, even. Yeah, Orioles are ninety and fifty-two. I mean, every time I look up, I'm like, oh, it's the Braves and Dodgers. The Orioles have three more wins than the Dodgers do right now. Yep. Uh, they've won. Uh, they lost today, but they had, they were on a winning streak. They've won seven of the last ten. I'm fascinated to see what the Orioles, the Orioles are going to look like in the playoffs. I don't think we're going to get Felix Bautista. I can't imagine he's back by then, but. Uh, this is a fun young team that uh, I don't know how their pitching is going to look in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you, you look up, and you're like, who starts game one, who starts game two? And uh, it's, I don't really know, but they're really fun. I will be pulling for them uh, in, in most series, I'm imagining. Oh, for sure. Me too. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to diminish their accomplishments. Um, yeah, it's been a great year. Yeah, it, it has been a great year. Uh, and they're, I mean, they're winning what really is the toughest division in baseball. So, yeah, maybe I maybe I'm underestimating. I'm not giving him due credit. I mean, they have the best record in the American League, and this despite like spending nothing in the off season and adding Jack Flaherty at the trade deadline, who has been just yep. eh. Yeah, and last start was even worse than that. But uh, yeah. you're right. I mean, they just the young guys have come on. It's been uh, it's been fun. It looks like essentially it's it's two, two, three, three teams for two spots. If you, if you say the Astros are going to win the division, I'm just going to do that for this, for the sake of this, but you've got Seattle, Texas, and Toronto, two of the three teams, two of those three teams are going to win the wild card. And Toronto is making, making their stake right now. They are, uh, they're balling right now with the one, the three yep. in a row, eight of the last 10. Um, talk about the team that I think they're the team that's gone up the most in playoff odds these last like 10 days or so. For sure. Yeah. Um, they, they, there was a lot of hand wringing going on in the Tuesday podcast with Fred and I, um, and at least on the, the Fred side, things are better. Yeah, that's right. He is a Fred is a Canadian of Blue Jays fan, but uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's uh, it's it's fun that we have we still have a lot of stuff to watch and root for. Uh, the National League Wild Card is still wide, wide open. Um, our Reds are kind of ish hanging in there still, a game and a half out. The Giants made a little bit of a run this week. They won the last three games, swept the series against the Rockies. Which you got you got to always beat the great bad when teams. the Rockies come to yeah. town, man. Got to beat the bad teams. Uh, Marlins have won eight of ten. They're a half game out. Uh, the Diamondbacks. It's wild. One of these teams is going to make it. Uh, the Cubs are only two ups on two up on Arizona right now. Sneakily, uh, these uh, the Cubs are not locked in yet. They they have a problem with like close games. I I feel like David Ross is part of you know, and Cubs fans will back me up on this that David Ross is an issue. That he's just not good with decision making in close games. Yeah, that's not a great thing because they're plus 98 win differential. I mean, they're clearly way better in that stat than anybody below them. You know, we talked about San, San Diego's the good spot in there, but I, they're obviously done now. They're eight games out of the third spot, but uh, they're the best team right there. But, man, I tell you what, three weeks and two games up is uh, not something you feel good about. They, they got to they gotta win some games here the last three weeks if they're going to make it still. For sure. Yeah. So let's jump into the the fantasy world. Obviously, we got we got three weeks left in the season. This is week twenty five, I think, is uh, what I what I labeled it. Um, huge week, Jeff. Eighteen team, eighteen teams have seven games a week. This is a massive week. This is probably the the last like full full stat week we're gonna look at. You know, the last week we know what happens. A lot of guys who sit. There's a lot of pitchers who pitch threes and take them out. Uh, but this is a big week. This is full go. Everybody's still playing their guys. Uh, eighteen teams have seven games. I think this is the uh, this is moving week right here. If you're going to make a run at your league, if you're a few points behind, I think this is the week you got to make that move. 
Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I think it's a, it, all these, these tight wildcard races, it's going to be massive. Uh, absolutely massive. And it's massive for our fantasy leagues too. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the, these fun, the, these, these fun, uh, close races in our leagues. I talked about friends and family, the Rotowire staff keeper league, man, it's so fun when you've got like this, like five team race where anybody could win. And it just swings on, you know, on a daily basis, on a start by start basis. Like yep. you said, it, it's just, it's a blast. Yeah, I, our friend, uh, friend of the podcast, Brian Slack, is still leading the main event. Uh, he's uh, he's making That's a run there, awesome. rooting, rooting hard for him. He's obviously he filled in for you a couple times when you were out of town this season. So I appreciate him for that. Uh, you know, I like a lot of people who are on the leaderboard. Clark Olson, I saw in uh, Vegas weekend. John Posma, I saw in Vegas weekend. But uh, I think everybody knows I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Brian. I, I'd love to see him bring this one home. I saw him in Vegas, by the way. Uh, after yeah, he was, right. he, was there, he was there the weekend you were there. He was. Uh, he did uh, prime time in this slot after I did today, uh, on Saturday last uh, week. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know he was there with, I think his brother-in-law, they were, they yep. were drafted a team. So that's uh, it's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, week 25, a lot of games, um, looking at, uh, you know, the Rockies are home all week. They have, uh, three against the Cubs, four against the giants. That's a huge week for those other teams. And if you could slide some Rockies hitters in this week, um, Detroit and Arizona get four lefties this week. If you play platoons and stuff, that's really important info there. Someone like Alec Thomas, that's a bad schedule for him getting four lefties. Uh, same with like Zach McKinstry. I looked at Alec Thomas, pick him up in some leagues. I'm like, oh, four lefties. Can't do it this week. So I did not add him. Uh, the Mets, the White Sox, and the Twins get seven righties. Good week for anybody that's uh, like a DJ Stewart on New York, uh, Max Kepler in Minnesota, Alex Karoloff, those kind of guys. Um, this time of the year, there's a lot of teams are platooning with the extra roster spots. And uh, you know, knowing that the handedness of the pitchers is really important there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it's, 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 knowing this is so important there. And uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, so, so many good setups there. So many, like, got to get on that. Yeah, it's tough. You got you got a lot of people bidding in leagues. There's just not a lot of guys there. But I looked at some good looking at good offensive schedules this week. Uh, the Yankees have seven home games this week: four against Arizona, three against the Reds. Uh, the, the Yankees are at the point where they don't really have a lot of guys left. So the guys that are playing are playing. I mean, we mentioned Jason Dominguez, the torn UCL, uh, really disappointing. That's a big it's a big injury. I know everybody's like, oh, he might be back close to the start of the year, but a guy like that making his first time in the majors. This offseason is really important for someone like that. You know, to try and work on stuff work with the team losing a full off season is a big deal for someone like that. Oh, I think Jeff just went silent again. Um, other, uh, other good schedules here in the baseball world. Uh, the giants are uh, giants are home uh, three against Cleveland, then four against Colorado. Um, so that is a really good schedule there. Uh, the Astros are really nice too. They only have six games this week, but they do get Oakland. They do get Kansas city uh, tough to really beat that. Uh, if you want to face some bad pitching, Oakland, Kansas City lines up really well. Not a lot of Astros that are available on uh, on waiver wires, but uh, still a team that you uh, want to get as many pieces of if you can with that. Uh, those six. Yeah, of schedules. course. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, you know, th- that's that's always been the rub, too. It's like, you know, whenever the Astros or the Dodgers have a yeah. good week, like there's just nothing to act on. There really isn't. Uh, the, you know who's kind of sneaky this week, though, is the Pirates. The Pirates are uh, four against the Nationals, three against the Yankees. I think they do cold pitch today, so they will get cold later in the week. But uh, that's a really good setup. And Pirates are teams you can add. I looked at uh, – I tried to add some Jack Sawinski this week. I actually got outbid in, in one of my main events. But, uh, yeah, I think the Pirates are a team that could score some runs this week. And those are actually some, some guys you might get available. Uh, G1 Bay, Connor Joe, some guys like that. You might get some stats from the team as seven home games this week. Yeah, um, it's funny. I have G1 Bay in a league uh, and friends and family, and he, he was like that one guy that 
it's like, okay, do I start? He's always like, if I, him versus like Alex Verdugo is my starting decision when I've got somebody, you know, like, do I want the average? Do I want the possibility of a stolen base? I, uh, I made a mistake this week. I had uh, Tim Anderson, our friend and Bryce Turang. And I, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start Anderson and Terang had three steals this week. So I just, uh, I don't know why I still have Tim Anderson, Jeff. I know I have him in a couple of places too. And I'm like, I don't, uh, just, I don't even really like, I consider dropping him, but not really. I guess I have other easier drops, but man, that guy's been a killer. I know we've talked yeah. about it a lot. Uh, Milwaukee has a really good setup this week too. They are four home against Miami, three home against Washington. Uh, Milwaukee's a team. You get some players too. Uh, you can get a Tyrone Taylor. I mentioned Bryce Terang. Uh, there are some guys you could pick up there. Uh, Christian Yelich out the last two days with some back soreness. Uh, normally, I wouldn't care about that. They said it's kind of precautionary, but you get Yelich in his back, and I start to worry uh, anytime that happens, especially a team that's pretty much locked into where they are, um, you know, in the division, and you know they have no reason to push Yelich because they have any chance of the playoffs. Uh, they need him healthy. Oh, for sure, man. It, it's can't overstate like how good Milwaukee's been since the All Star break. They really just pulled away. Uh, and they did this with the, against the Reds a couple years ago too. And it was the same sort of thing. Like they had a wraparound series before and after the all-star game and they just crushed the Reds and then just walked away from the rest of the division. And when I say pretty much locked it, I mean the playoffs, obviously the Cubs are only three back, so they could, it could be a division race, but I mean, there's like whatever that is seven games ahead of the third wild card, six games. So they, they're 98 and a half percent to make the playoffs. Um, if Christian Yelich needs a break, they're definitely going to give it to him. I'm uh, yeah. I'm a little worried. I really want to see him in the in the lineup coming up. I think they play. Yeah, they do play tomorrow. Sure. They play against the Marlins. But, you know, that's one. Him and his back history is just the thing that worries me. Backs tend to linger, especially someone who's had one in the past. I'm, I'm a little worried there because it's been a really fun season for Yelich, and uh, I'm not sure how these last three weeks are going to look. Right. Um, I, I don't have any Yelich is the funny thing. I just – I'm sick and tired of seeing him destroy my Reds. But <laughs> luckily, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, they went through their last series of the Reds like in June or something crazy like They're that. They're done. Yeah. They are so they're super done with the Reds, um, and they they destroyed us too the whole time. Benson in the chat says the AL seems wide open. Why not the Twins, Jeff? Say that again. It says he said the AL seems wide open. I agree with that. He said why not the Twins to win it? Yeah, why not? Seventy four uh, plus seventy four in the run differential. They're seven and a half. Uh, they are uh, they have the second biggest uh, oh third biggest lead of any team. I mean they're ninety. They're easily a lock to make the playoffs. They won't have to worry about playing the Yankees anymore. That's true. They have not. That that is a that's actually a really good point. They are so in their head about playing the Yankees. I don't know. You get the Twins in a series though. Like they got good pitching. They probably uh, that's that team that lines up really well with starting pitching for a playoff series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pablo Lopez was awesome today. Yeah, their their offense. I mean, I mean, their offense is shaky. But I mean, the Twins pitching. I mean, they don't even have room for Bailey Ober right now. No, I don't understand no, that. At I, all. I I don't know. Well, Dallas Keuchel is in the rotation, so I yeah. Know. I mean, I and that's the thing is, I was I was going back and forth to a friend of mine is like, yeah, why isn't Ober back up when they expanded rosters? Uh, I think I guess he's just struggled. They want him to get regular starts if they're going to. Uh, bring him back up and slide him back in for Keiko. But I mean, uh, you're looking at, but over still ERA was under three, seven. I know he had been struggling a little bit, but yeah, that's a, it's a bit of a weird one there. I don't know. I don't get the Dallas Keiko thing fully. I, I'm looking yeah, over either. Um, I know like they had to call him up for some contractual clause or otherwise they're going to lose him, but just lose him. But you go, uh, you go to playoff series, you go Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan. Like, I don't know, do you trust be... Sonny Gray in a playoff game? Absolutely. I love Sonny Gray. But I trust Sonny Gray more in a playoff game than a non-playoff game. Yeah. I don't really trust 
everybody else. I, I mean, I don't trust, I don't trust their bullpen. I, I don't know. I, there's something about the twins. I mean, they've blown so many games for Sonny Gray. And that's Maybe the thing. That's like, why. it's just the twins and playoff history. Like, it's hard to imagine them doing well because they've just blown it every single time and every single year. But uh, you're right. There's no, uh, there's no Yankees. But you know, you got uh, Royce Lewis in the middle of that lineup is really, really good. Um, they're a fun team, and I think I do think they line up pitching wise well against almost anybody. I think we lost Jeff again. Sorry, I had a little tech hiccup there. Bear with me for a second. No worries at all. While you fix that, I'm going to tell you about our uh, partnership with AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. Uh, I drink AG1 every morning. I gave it a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune immune system support. Also, I absolutely hate taking pills. That is very, very true. I do hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes really good, and AG1 is exactly that. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting a long day, and it makes me feel ready to take on my day, and it feels like I'm doing something good for the body. Since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of health, plus sustained energy, improved digestion, and most importantly, support for mental clarity and focus, which I very much always need. Covering my nutritional basis, nutritional basis for the day couldn't be easier, which is literally, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing every morning, and I'm all done. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. That's pretty darn good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high-sourced ingredients, really a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash roto. That's drinkag1.com slash roto. Uh, check it out. So, Jeff, uh, free agency this week. We talked about how it was tough with a lot of, a lot of things going on, but you got to make moves. I think the top guy on the board, uh, we'll start with hitters, was probably Jordan Lawler um, called up to the majors, uh, playing shortstop every day. One of those guys that, you know, if he uh, if he lands right away and does well, has a really impressive skill set. You can maybe get some stolen bases out of this. Um, he's starting every, it looks like he's starting every day for the Diamondbacks. Uh, he was uh, 20 home runs, 36 stolen bases across AA and AAA. Uh, a high-level prospect that's playing every day. Uh, I think he's pretty easily my top guy on the board this week. Off to a rough start. But yeah, we got two weeks left, basically yeah. two fab periods left of, of note. Yeah, go crazy if you want to. You know, he's, he's definitely the top guy if you have a spot to play him. I mean, that's the thing this year is, you know, how many shortstops we've had called up this year? It's it's funny you say that because I have a team, my best main event team. I couldn't even bid on Lawler because there's no way I could play. I, I no. have Mookie, I'm, I'm playing Mookie Betts in the outfield. He's second and short eligible and I'm playing in the outfield. It's just, it's wild how it's just. Yeah, Some teams work out that way. There's a lot of there's been I've had a lot of middles all year. Yeah, I, I, I'm i in the same boat in a couple of leagues. And it's just like, I, you know, I trying to find ways. OK, can I put him at third? No, I, I'll put uh, friends and family. I've been doing with that. Actually, I have Royce Lewis. I have Ellie De La Cruz. I have Semyon. I have a couple other guys uh, that are good. And it's like, yes, we have two utilities and I'm still struggling to find yeah. spaces for them all to fit. Whereas you look at outfield now, and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could find an outfielder. But uh, right, yeah, Lowe's is a guy that like if he if he were to get hot, could steal some bases, and then you know four or five bases down the stretch in the last three weeks is obviously huge for standings. Um, he's fun, he's intriguing. Um, if he got called up in June, he would have been a massive bid, but nobody has money left anymore. Um, but uh, he was uh, he looked like the top guy in, in most of my leagues. Uh, I'm looking at here, but it wasn't uh, you know nobody got, he went for two bucks in one of my leagues. Just nobody has money anymore. Right. And he, like you said, there's probably not people that need middles. Um, but uh, I just think he's a guy that could make a difference down the stretch. It's hard to find at this point. Yeah, and who cares if he's struggling now? You just take a chance, right? Yeah, I mean, of if you have a spot that's remotely dead in your roster, and most people do, 
um you just just roll with it there um it's just like we said it's just trying to find even with losing the great matt mcclain who's a great human being and all um uh, that was a sad day oh uh, brutal dropping, dropping him last week was just a sad day yeah because he's been so good to us yeah he yeah you, you hate you feel like you're letting him down a little bit there um, <laughs> i almost want to just hold him just out of, just out of respect for all, yeah all he deserves a ring if you win yeah. Exactly. How are you doing in your mains? You, are you winning one of your leagues? No, I'm in second in one of my leagues. I'm like like around. I go from like 95 to 105 overall right in there. So a good team, but um, a really good team in nine out of 10 categories. Like really, really strong. Like could, could tend high up there if it did, but um, has like 70 stolen bases. Ugh. I find that stolen bases is something that I'm generally weak at. In fact, I mentioned I alluded to the Rotorwire Staff Keeper League. I've got an 18-team league. I've got one point in stolen bases, and I'm tied for first in the league. So uh, it, right. If you just had like five points there, you'd be, you'd be set. Yeah, and I actually at one point tried to trade for it. I traded for Starling Marte. Yeah, oops, <laughs> that went well. Um, I, I don't think he even played a day for me. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's 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 insane how how bad that's been. I finally just embraced the punt. Uh, it, know, is, uh, it is definitely something I'm going to look at in the offseason, why I was so bad. I'm bad, I'm bad in stone bases in two of my three leagues. I don't know if I, I the, my one of my problems was I drafted Jake McCarthy in that league with the thought that you know, uh, there's my there's yeah. my stone base. And then I dropped him and he came back up and stole 20 and then he wasn't very good and he went back down. So it wouldn't have made that much of a difference. But, um, but yeah, I relied on him way too much. I didn't even like him and I just relied on him too much because I'm like, oh, well, at least he's a stolen base guy. And it's just, it's, it was it was bad. We thought he was stolen base plus. That's the thing, too. Yeah. We didn't think he was Delano DeShields Jr. or Billy Hamilton or right. one of those, which I, you and I both try to avoid those guys. We've all yep. had our experiences with that. Yep. I do, you know, Fred and I were talking this on the Tuesday pod. Um, when doing my rankings, my projections, I use SGPs, and the stolen base helps one category. Yep. You know, it, May, one in a third it maybe boosts run score but not by as much as you would think it would it doesn't help rbi stolen it doesn't help average and it doesn't help power at all literally nothing gives you there whereas a home run is a four event category four category yeah. event um so if you're doing a system like that stolen base only guys are naturally going to fall lower um and just the value of the stolen base is low they need to do something else along with that there do you think that uh, do you think people are going to want the number one pick in drafts next year? <laughs> yeah, that that's worked out pretty well this year. I got to say, pretty much solves it, right? If you took Acuna, you never had to think about it. Like you, the, you get three yeah. or four or five, you know, eight, ten from a bunch of your guys. You had you never even thought about the category. The interesting guy is is Esty Ruiz in Oakland because he steals every time he gets on base, but he never gets on base. It's just a why, and he's hitting ninth now. There was a yeah. while there he was hot, and it was like, well, this is like a great pick, and now you know he's got what fifty five stolen bases or something. So I mean, if you took him. It has been a huge score. And he, he went flying. He went like seventh, eighth round in some main events by the very end. But then you look at his line. He's got 58 stolen bases, but he's hitting 254, 43 runs, 42 RBIs, and four home runs. Like just It's almost, the 40s and the runs scored. Yeah. It, it, I'm huge. telling you, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, Billy Hamilton always was that way. You're like, oh, he should have like, if he's got 70 stolen bases, he should have 100 runs. No, right. no, he doesn't. He has 60. And, you know, that's less than a real hitter. And that's just the point. Um. And Ruiz is not a good hitter. He's like, a, he's like, a, you know, his hard hit rate's under twenty percent, which is yeah, really he hard to be out of the league next year. Uh, it he's wouldn't Malik, be surprising. Yeah, he's Malik Smith. Yeah. I'm not going to have him next year. I can tell you that. But there was that one year where we talked about Malik Smith, and you drafted him. You were set. But then the next year, you used that, a seventh round pick. For but a guy we didn't talk about him happy. as a draft. We he was a yeah. pickup that year. Yeah. And then the right. next, you didn't spend draft capital on him. It's always the year after. And and when you have to spend a top ten pick on a guy like that. 
I mean, he better lead the league in stolen bases because otherwise he is going to kill you. Malik's yeah. had the one year his draft pick he worked, and the next year he had played 14 games. Yeah. He went, yeah. he went 40, 46, two in the steel department in three years. That's, and that, I mean, Ruiz could steal 58 next year. He could, like you said, he could be out of baseball, and neither one is, neither one's crazy. He's just, yeah. he's not a good hitter. He's a pretty good center fielder, which I guess helps him out, but I, I have no idea what the A's are going to do. And they've, they've realized this last month and a half he can't hit. They moved it down to ninth and, he still runs every time he gets on. It's impossible to catch, but I mean, I have no, I, I, I there's no way I'll draft him next year. And I, I don't know, maybe I'll be bad in stolen bases again, but I got to mm-hmm. figure that category out for sure. You do, but I, I, I think this is, I, I think if you get like middle of the pack in stolen bases, that's all I want. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, and you know, typically we always think about, okay, we need to get third place in every category to compete for the overall. Right. I think that's mistaken. I really, I think that's, I think that come the, the opportunity cost of being that competitive in stolen bases, unless you have Acuna or unless you have, I'm sure. And, and, Corbin, you know, Corbin Carroll, someone like that. Like there's, yeah. there's some guys, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good point. It might be like, try to be 85 percentile in each category and 60 percentile in steals. And it kind of evens itself out with the thought mm-hmm. that all those other categories, uh, you know, deal with. You're going to win one of those categories. You're yeah. Gonna be 90, 95th percentile. For in sure. And all those categories correlate with each other, whereas the other one doesn't. It's right. uh, yeah. Some I'm definitely going to look at it in the off season because stolen bases have been tough. Um, other bats in fab this week. Uh, Nelson Velasquez is still only 66% in the main event, hitting a lot of home runs, playing a lot for Kansas city. Um, if you need home runs, uh, this is the, this is the guy to go get right here. Cause he is, uh, he's hitting a bunch of them. Yeah, he is. And who knew Kansas city is a place to go for that. Right. You know, you know, right. you know it, it's, it's, but that's the whole point of being eye on the ball in September. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to get to, you know, there, there's enough people checked out right now that you're going to get to February and people aren't going to know what Nelson Velasquez has done. He's got self included, maybe in some cases. 23 Although, games, obviously, him, half. I won't be now, but 23 games in the second half, nine home runs, 17 RBIs. Like, that is a that is a absolute huge contributor. If you've ever able to grab him, he's still 66%. I know people don't really believe, and they, but the playing time's there. He's he's playing almost every day for Kansas City. Um, yeah, I know he sat today, but he just kind of a day off kind of thing. But 66 for the main event, I'm sure that went up today. I'm sure it went up to nearly 100. But, uh, yeah, in terms of power bats, I had him available in one of my three, so he was a bid for me. Uh, a couple of guys who are 74%. I don't like to go above that close in, you know, in, in main event uh, roster ship just because it you know, gets to be everybody has them. But in 12-teamers, a lot of these guys are available. Alex Kirilov and Ryan Noda are playing uh, playing a bunch now, both lefties hitting against all righties. Uh, Kirilov's a guy that we've, we've both liked for years but just can't and can never get healthy. Uh, but both, uh, both 26% available in the main event. Both when they play, they hit in the top third of the lineup, which is really key. Yep. Um, Kirilov, I think, hit second today. <laughs> Noda hit second and third a bunch. Uh, both guys that if you need uh you need some pop, I think both those guys really work out well if they're available in your league. Yeah. Um Kirilov is like a saga. It's always like, yeah, he, he he's on, he's off, he's on, he's off. You know, he's hurt, he's healthy, he's hurt, he's healthy. Uh he feels like he's 28 years old, but he's not. Yeah. It's too bad because his his swing is sweet. He's fun to watch. I just I just I don't know if he'll ever fully get there, but it's it's fun. Um yeah, so it's uh we will someone asked me in the chat about starting pitching. Like I said, we will get there in a second. Um, did you do anything with home Rockies this week, Jeff? I, uh, I was interested in a, a couple of guys. We talked about Hunter Goodman last week. Um, you know, another guy that, you know, just playing for cores and, and some home runs. He had a lot of home runs in the minors. Uh, Elurus Montero was available in a lot of leagues. He's a first and third base eligible. There's guy. always that, a Rocky available, dude. There's always a Rocky available, but seven, yeah, they have seven home games. Like they've got to, 
Yeah. Hunter Goodman is, is like a prospect, a legitimate prospect. I'm, I'm interested in him. Um, I, I can't tell you, like, some of these guys, I keep seeing them on the waiver wire every other week. And I, I finally get... quit. I finally quit Brenton Doyle. I stopped. Thank uh, I you. Stopped That's that the one. guy yeah. I was thinking of. I, I just I, I added him, like, four different times. I just couldn't Same. do it. But yeah. uh, Montero hits the ball hard, 43% hard hit rate. Um, you know, I know the average is low, but he's someone first and third eligible. I think that if you uh, – I think I'd play him for this home week is kind of what uh, the guys – yeah, there's there's already an Alex Kirilov uh, wrist joke in the chat. I do get it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, seven home games for the Rockies. I think we talked about it with Michael Toglia a few weeks ago. You know, I'm getting this guy. We're going to have seven home games. It didn't work. Um, I'm probably going back there again. I'm, I'm using a lot of Hunter Goodman in, in leagues this week. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't seen the results of the, uh, the LABR fab run, but I think I had – I was in on Goodman. Why not? Yeah, it's uh, I think it's a, he could run into three home runs in a week, which is which would be huge. Um, someone asked a question in the chat, Jeff, in a Roto League playoffs, would you pitch John Means against the Carlos Hughes tonight? Uh, I guess that depends if uh, do you have like a certain amount of minimum starts or anything like that? But uh, I don't know. I'm probably not uh, not too fired up about that start myself. I'm not fired up about the matchup and I'm not fired about uh, about means because I don't think he'll go deep into the game. Which he's means thrown, you don't get the win. You don't yeah, get the. He's thrown 22 innings over six outings in rehab. I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, you know, you got to figure. It. And, and the O's. I mean, they actually have the luxury of kind of like, you know, coasting into the playoffs. I do. Yeah. Um. So I guess, you, I guess they're only three up on the Rays. It still seems uh, the Rays. Have well, been, Rays have heated up against. They've really probably. Yeah. I mean, and I say improbably. It's not because I don't believe in the Rays, but I mean, look at their st- look at their the rotation. They I mean, lost three stud starting pitchers to long-term injuries here. It's, it's and crazy. they're faking like a couple of spots. But then Glass now has been awesome lately. Yeah, we need to talk about him at some point. Talk about a guy who you don't want to face in the game one of a playoffs. That dude, that dude can mow everybody down if he's on. Talk about a guy I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with next year. He's going to go high, too. He is. And as long as he makes it through the playoffs healthy and he's going to look fine in the spring, uh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be rocketing up there for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I might be there. I don't know. We'll see how I handle pitching. Uh, but he, he's definitely, I mean, you just can't trust the health. I mean, that's the real problem, but I mean, yeah. the, the talent's so good. So good. Yeah. I mean, you probably, if you can go in and hope you get 130 innings, I think that, uh, you know, that's something, but that's always tough to do, but he can get there. <laughs> um, you could do well. Someone asked about Gavin Williams, two-step for the head to head playoffs. I would certainly throw Gavin Williams for a two-step in any playoffs. Right? Yeah, for sure. At the Giants, then home against Texas, who has not been quite as good on offense. Uh, you know, today they did score well, but uh, get some guys out, and they just have been struggling a little bit. Um, I would throw that for sure. Yeah, it's a funny, uh, funny Charlie Brown comment from Paul Spore in the chat there. Um, Jeff uh, Joey Votto picking him up. What are we doing here? He had a bomb today. Yeah, it was awesome. Go, 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 Joey Votto. Fortieth, uh, fortieth birthday today, right? Go, Joey Votto from a distance. Um, not on my roster. I'm rooting for him, but not on my roster. Do you think him coming back uh, impacts uh, CES's playing time? Yeah. So they got him back. They got India back. I mean, yeah, that's it's, right. The, they, you know, David Bell, we secretly replaced David Bell with Gabe Kapler. Let's see if anybody notices. I mean, the Reds are full on platooning like crazy in game platooning. I mean, I, I, it's, uh, our, our, our friend Rob DiPietro is mentioning in his newsletter today. I mean, it, it's that it, it's now become a point. I mean, I guess if you're in a really deep league, it's good because they're almost going to get into every game. But if you're in a shallower league, it sucks because yeah. your guy might get two at bats. 
Yeah, I have I have CES and our Yahoo friends of him. You know, so I've noticed that there's been some half games and sitting games, and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it, tough for fantasy. It's leagues. the right play. It's smart. Yeah. I, I get it. Do you um, think Do you think India plays almost every day? I mean, I had him in our list here. He's, he was 79% rostered in the main event. Uh, a lot, a lot of available. A lot of 12 teamers came back and homered today. Um, do you think he plays most every day? I think he gets workload managed. I think he sits at least once a week. They're off on Monday too. So only six games this week for the Reds when 18 teams have seven games. And I assume we think uh, he doesn't run very much. Yeah. uh, I I think that's probably true. Although, I mean, the Reds do have the ethos of running more. So here's a leg injury, right? Uh, Yeah. God, I should know that really. Um, It was a a hamstring, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Hold please. I, I will double check on that one. There. Oh, it was a foot. It was a foot. That's right. It was a hamstring earlier in the year. Now it was a foot this time. I can get you. A, I can get you a toe. But. Yeah. Either way, though, it's a lower body injury. I knew that. I, I can't imagine he's out there uh, stealing a lot of bags. Yeah. I can't either. Uh, did you do anything with any of the rookies this week? Uh, Evan Carter, Nick Lofton, uh, Jacob Young's playing almost every day in Washington. Uh, I looked at Nick Lofton. But I think with Nick Prado back, maybe there's an issue there. Uh, Evan Carter's playing a lot. Uh, you do anything with any of these, like, these other I did get Evan guys. Carter in uh, one of our NFBC teams, one of our main event teams. We got him. Um, I think it was a minimum bid. It was a – he might play more than Everson, Everson Pereira, who is on the bad side yeah. of the platoon right now. And, again, another guy that might steal you three or four bases down the stretch. Uh, I don't know uh, how much he'll play when Garcia comes back, but it seems like Carter's playing uh, playing most days right now. And, you know, we're just kind of looking a week ahead here. He hit, hit third yesterday in the lineup, though. Tim said get Carter, so we did. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. He hit third because he pinch hit yesterday. But he hit ninth, uh, so he's going to hit down the order. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just – I think you're looking for stolen base. He had 22 in the minors. He had 26 in the minors last year. He had 12 home runs in the minors this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we're looking for live bodies right here. I didn't really do too much there. The guy that I really was interested in is uh, Luis Camposano in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, Gary Sanchez, who had a really really kind of a bounce-back year for the Padres, uh, fractured his hand or wrist. Uh, he's out for the season. Uh, Compusano is someone that uh, it's hard to find guys who are going to help your batting average down the stretch. And he seems like one of those guys he's hitting 311 right now, mm-hmm. hit 298 in the minors last year, 295 in the minors in 2021. So it's not like a, a fluky weird Babbitt thing this year. He's actually a guy who <laughs> doesn't do a lot else, but uh, you batting average from a catcher, uh, you know, if you need, you know, 0.02 get you two points of batting average, like Camposano might be a difference maker. Yeah. Uh, Todd Zola has made the point. It's a fallacy that you can't gain in batting average in September. You can. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's tougher because you know one out makes such a difference. One extra hit makes such a difference in a couple week sample. But still, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of bad catchers being rostered right now. Uh, yes, there are. There's a. It's been it's been interesting. There's been some some some, some gem catcher pickups, but yeah, it's always that second catcher spot is always always tough. Yeah, it is. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about pitchers. A bunch of people asking about pitching in the, in the chat here, but first a note from our sponsors at home run index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from one to 10, one being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the highest number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index of 10 for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in each stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now you can access get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every Major League Baseball game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. So, Jeff, I promised we talked about starting pitchers, but uh, I'm not sure I have many great answers. That is a, huh. uh, <laughs> is a tough spot right now. Um, the best thing I would say is be careful. Like, as someone who... Um, Lost a lot last year by just trying to find some two steps and, and trying to get lucky. It didn't work. Um, it is tough. Make sure that uh, make sure you know what you need your category wise before you pick guys up. But a couple of guys that are like sixty percent ish rostered in the main event, I think, are mildly interesting. Uh, Kyle Wright is getting uh, likely getting called up tomorrow. We don't know for sure, so it's a little risky. But it sounds like he's going to pitch in one of the doubleheader games tomorrow. And then if he pitches, he might pitch again on Sunday. The uh, you know Charlie Morton's pitching tomorrow, so could go again on Saturday. Um, Spencer Strider got pushed back. He's a little, he's a little under the weather. He's going to pitch Wednesday instead of Monday. So that gives the, uh, an open spot here for Wright. He was 68% rostered in the main event. Uh, do you trust, uh, do you trust a Kyle Wright call up right now with a, with a potential two-step this week? I don't because he's not going to go deep. Yeah. Um, and, but the fact that I didn't roster him means he's going to pitch well. So I don't know. There's a trade-off there. He's, he's, He's a proud member of the worst live main event draft team ever drafted ever uh, roster. So, uh, are you no, uh, are you still in the seven hundred club? Oh God, I am firmly ensconced in the seven hundred <laughs> club. I'm charter member now. Um, yeah, it was a uh, yeah. Looking back, that was a draft that uh, just everything possibly went wrong. I felt good about it. That's the funny thing too. Really felt like we did well, and no, did not. There are just some teams that just don't work out. Um, I think your point on right is the is the key about the depth. He threw fifty pitches only his last start, his last outing. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, if you get two starts out of him, you're gonna get you're not getting any wins even on the Braves. 
Um, you know, unless he magically is super efficient through five, but you know, limits the limits the chance at wins, limits the strikeouts. You still can get ratio damage even in a short outing. Um, I was not. I, I had him in a waterfall, as you would call it, but way, way down. It like would have had to. Like, something crazy would happen. I get no it. credit for that term. That's a James Anderson term, by the way. I'm know, just going to make you, that point. You use it so well, though. I, I do use it. I, I don't know about so well. I do use it. You have such a good pronunciation of it. Um, oh, thank you. But Tyler McGill with the Mets. So we talked about him a little bit. I think it was last week or a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, pitched well again today. Um, he did not get the win, but uh, he pitched, uh, was it five scoreless innings? Did have four walks, only two strikeouts, but five scoreless innings, only two hits. Um, he's been a uh, he's been a little bit uh, a little bit better recently. You look at his last uh, last five starts, three runs or fewer. Sixty-two um, percent roster in the main event. I think he's someone that you can throw out there and uh, and not have him kill you, which is uh, which is mm. a, a, a really positive statement for anybody this day, this uh, this season right now. He's home against the Reds. Um, you know, obviously better than in in the small park. So I think it's a throwable start this week and a guy that's available in two thirds of main events. Yeah, I have trust issues, but yeah, I mean, home start. It's a home start. Yes, it's one start. Unfortunately, it's but it's yeah. a home start. Um, if yeah, and that that that's the tough part is you know finding that uh, just finding anybody. I'm actually in a main event league where Ryan Pepio was available, so I did oh. pick him up. Wow, you got and how much you? That's crazy. Nobody three to two. We won them uh, wow. because it's September and September is weird. Still though, he's been every time he's pitched, he's been awesome. He was really good against Miami. Uh, he, well, yeah. Um, he, he and I think they, you know, the work they did with him, the changes delivery, you know, to improve his command, really seems like it worked. He was um, he was it was perfect through what six and two thirds in that game against Miami, and then give the yeah. hit to to Josh Bell, but. Um, yeah, you know, I only, only had three strikeouts, but man, that's a, in a 15 teamer. I would have been, that would have been my top, top of my board ad easily. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is like, I mean, we got lucky there, but it's so hard to find anybody you want. Like, I don't really want McGill because I don't know. I just, I, I've, I've been hurt before Scott. Oh, um, like my third best starter right now, Jeff. So I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, we, I, we all have leagues like that. Two keys available in some leagues. I actually have. Uh, and he's got Casey in Minnesota, so one good, one not so good. But even Minnesota, like you can get good starts against them sometimes. So I think Tuki is a uh, you know if you need some strikeouts that works. But man, those those walks scare the crap out of me. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, so he many is guys perfectly volatile, and he's he you know what Tuki is the perfect like he could suck so bad in his first start, which is the better start that you don't right. want him to make the second start type of yep. guy. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I know that. Uh, I know that feeling very well. I've had some guys like that, but he's been good lately. He has a uh, two, three, and zero earned runs his last three starts, but also has uh, eight walks in those starts. So it's uh, yeah, he's a strikeout play. Two starts. I think you get some K's there, like you mentioned, ones mm-hmm. against the Royals. Uh, what about uh, what about some Ryan Nelson in Arizona? Pitched well this week. He has two starts uh, at the Mets, home against Chicago. I do have a league where I need wins and strikeouts and my ratios are good. So I'm looking for anybody like this, but I still mm-hmm. got outbid on him, of course, because that's the, that Vegas main event league I was in. It's, just, <laughs> it's the insane. Most, it is the most active league. It's just, it's, I cannot get anybody in that league. My other leagues, I'm fine getting somebody. I cannot get anybody in that league. Um, I was looking at Ryan Nelson. I'm like, I pitched really well his last start. He's got two starts this week. Then I scroll back and he had six runs allowed. his two starts before that. So uh, maybe I just bumped his bid down. Maybe I didn't deserve to get him. Yeah. I, I've got, you know, our main, uh, you know, our Vegas main had, uh, I think over, I think 40 guys picked up this week. 
I, which, I mean, you know what? We I, we joke about that. It's really awesome. What do you think about it? The fact that it is, it's amazing. Forty. I, my, I'm looking at mine right now. It, may, it must be around forty. I probably maybe thirty five. It's, 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 it's as I scroll, it's kind of in the same range. It's pretty amazing that we talk about week one in the NFL. Everybody's kind of focused, not focused, but man, these these leagues are really fun and active. And I I wouldn't want another way. It's frustrating at times where I'm like, oh my gosh, can I just get somebody I want? But like, I, give me a league that's that competitive and that active. It's just it's a lot of fun. And I'll say this: uh, I I am emphatically out of contention in that league, but I feel compelled to finish the drill. Um, I was had, had doc Roto on, on, uh, the Thursday podcast and we were talking about that concept. And my, my point is if I've been MIA for two months and then jumped into one Jordan yeah. Lawler, like I did win Jordan Lawler. I, yeah. uh, I understand people would complain, but we've been active every week. We're grinding, even though we suck. Um, yeah. and I think in a way by not participating, I'm affecting the league. If we have the fab dollars and don't spend them, then someone else is getting a windfall. And, and so affecting the race that way. So, and I paid my monies. I'm going to f- play it out. Right. Um, uh, so yeah. I fully that. agree. The only time I do a problem is the kind of the thing you mentioned before. Like when someone doesn't play for three months and then all of a sudden comes in and grabs all the interesting players, that kind of bugs me a little bit. Although you, again, they paid their money. They can kind of run the team that they want, but if you're active right. all year, I have zero issue. If you're in tenth place, picking up players a lot, three to three weeks, or I really, I really fifteenth, as the case may be. Oh, yes, I was, I was trying to buffer that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's seven hundred club. Just gonna embrace it, dude. My team embrace. Well, I mean, stuff. standings are public. It's not like we're hiding anything. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I have no issue with that. I know some people do. Some people get upset about that. But as long as you play all year, man, if you outbid me with three weeks left, uh, you know, it might be annoying. Uh, annoyed that I didn't get the player, but I wouldn't be annoyed at the person for doing so. Thank you. Thank you. Unless they were like, you know, if unless I had nine dollars and they bid ten just to screw me over, then that's a problem. But um, I, I I really don't worry about it. It's just one of those things that it's uh, it, it's fun. It's it, it, active leagues are really good. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. They, they are indeed. Yeah. Uh, Paul Spore mentioned the chat. You know, maybe someone doesn't bid for two weeks. Something's going on. I do get that. I'm more talking like two or three months. Yeah, yeah. When they have a thousand dollars in July. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, or and their fab budget. Yeah, or literally time. don't make a move May fifteenth, and then on September third, pick up four guys for one hundred fifty dollars each. That's just annoying. But yeah, no, a couple of weeks. There's a lot. Some people there's people have all kinds of stuff going on. You might miss a week, that sort of thing. But uh, I yeah. do get that. Uh, Jeff, last guy I want to ask you about starting pitching. How do you feel about uh, your friend on the Reds, Ben Lively, coming off the COVID IL and pitching twice this week? Uh, shrug emoji. <laughs> doesn't help me. No, it doesn't. It's uh yeah it, it's uh, no it doesn't i mean but that's the thing i don't think he'll help you um i think that's he fair. Is, no, that, and that's a, that's a, that's a fair answer i uh he might yeah. but there's there's always that possibility i i'm pretty down on the reds right now too i just, just not down on them because it's been a great year but down on them because they had a chance to be a lot better and these they, last these last like six weeks have been kind of or four weeks maybe have been just kind of like a blah for them it's just like the exa- you just wish yeah the direct line from the trade deadline Yep, maybe right. Point from the j- trade deadline. Yeah. If you look at it there, they've been third. They had a horrible August. Um, they lost two out of three to the Cardinals. And like, even when the Cardinals suck, they still take two out of three from us. Come on. Hunter Green, Hunter Green was awesome today, though. He was, and Votto hit a bomb and great. And you know, you know, young guys, they who knew they, they're gonna hit rough patches. Yeah, it, it's crazy, but it's the I case. I think when you're when you're three pitchers short, it's tough to stay hot that long. You just are gonna run into some stuff and it's you just know, Lodolo it's didn't come back at all. Yeah. They were, they they actually that was like their trade head. deadline move was to add Lodolo and it just never came. They 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 were like when Green and Lodolo come back, we're gonna be so much yeah, okay, yeah. great. You know, that's that's it. I'm not I'm not sure Giolito would have helped would have helped see how he's pitching in Cleveland though. 
I, I actually kind of feel bad for him because he's getting like jerked around all over the place, but yeah, it's been rough. He actually pitched a little bit better this day. Uh, he had four runs earlier in the Angels and then pitched really well after that. But they had that other start where he gave up ten and they just left him out there. It was it was rough. Yeah, I just saw the highlight of the tenth inning catch against the awesome? wall yeah. against the other fielder. But you know that's crap. And that, but that was with a no hitter still in play, right? And a zero yeah. zero game in the bottom of the tenth. And if he doesn't yeah. catch that, it's game over. Game's over. Yeah, and that it's was still so a no hitter. It was. Uh, yeah. It was pretty well. Yeah, the Yankees didn't get a hit for 10 innings and won a game today. That's a, I, I can't imagine that's happened too many times. Yeah, exactly. It's it was like crazy. that Harvey Haddock's like 10 inning perfect game they lost at some point, yeah. right? I think there's something in there like that. But uh, that was a, that was a heck of a catch. It was. It was. It was like, you know, giving up total definition of giving up the body for that one there. Yeah, that was a great play. Um, relievers. We had a little bit of a, a movement in the reliever market uh, this week. Uh, we've got uh, Tyler Kinley in Colorado had a couple of saves. Uh, Brian Shaw pitched and he had a save, uh, mm-hmm. pitch, and then Gregory Santos pitched in front of Shaw again. I think it was today, so like, yeah, maybe some movement there. Uh, we got some movement in Baltimore. Uh, Yenier Cano got uh, got smoked again yesterday, has not uh, it's not been great. We've got a little Fujinama action, a little DL Hall maybe there. Uh, did you do anything with uh, if you're trying to sneak uh, two or three saves, and do you like any of these guys for uh, for that purpose? Yeah, I got Shaw in uh, AL Tout Wars, um, and who knows? I mean, it's the White Sox. They'll probably, you know, have like two saves the rest of the year. But and, and he might, and he might get absolutely destroyed in one. But his last like five outings have been good, and I think I think he gets the next op, which is kind of all I'm looking for with three weeks left. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I have Lawrence and uh, friends and family, so that's a it's a safe cut. You know, uh, it yeah, probably I, was a safe I, cut. I finally dropped him this week. Twelve ninety six ERA in his last thirty days. I, I was probably. He's an overdue cut is what he really is, but he was an um, overdue cut for me. I was just desperate in saves and kind of holding on. But every time he pitched, he gave four runs and I was like, I can't do this. Anymore. I've so faked saves in that league, by the way, it's, it's amazing. Like I picked up Tanner Scott. Tanner Scott is the greatest American hero. Um, I love Tanner. I, Scott. The biggest mistake I've made this year is just not executing. Well, I've talked about Tanner Scott for like three weeks in a row on here. I didn't pick him up. He's had like seven saves in the last two weeks. It's maddening. Um, but I just like, <laughs> We talked about guys in the preseason too that I loved and just didn't get them. I just I, I blew executing a lot of stuff. Like Justin yeah. Steele was bolded on my draft sheet in all my leagues. And I didn't take him in any three minute minutes. It makes no sense how I didn't get a guy that late when I liked him so much. And that's just it's just maddening to me. But it is, it is. Um, Helsley got a save the other day. I had picked up Alex Lang when someone dropped him, um, and he kind of like got back into the role. He's, a, he's yeah, he's kind of the guy again. He is. He got a save today. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm just. Staying alive there in saves with just these BS closers. It's great. I love it. Someone's asked the chat if Fuji is good. I mean, Fuji's been good. He's as been really lead. good with the Orioles. Yeah, his ERA is 4-1, but the whip's 1.01, uh, 10.6 strikeouts per nine. Uh, since that first, like, just disastrous first six weeks of the A's, he's actually been, as a bullpen guy, he's got good stuff. He throws hard. He's been fairly effective, and uh, Cano has not been. I think you might get some You might get some Fuji and DL Hall straight, saved on the stretchers. They try to figure out kind of what they're doing for the playoffs. I got to say, the O's got to get a little credit for how they're developing relievers. You know, Cano was a like part like one of four that came over in the Jorge Lopez deal. They turned Jorge Lopez into something for a year and we were able to flip him. They yep. you know, Bautista has obviously been awesome. They they've made Fuji better. Um you know, at some point in time you got to give them credit for that. Or, or you could criticize the A's for how they handled Fuji. I don't know, but I would never criticize the A's, Jeff. That's crazy never, talk. never, never. Your former A's. Um, yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They, they walk on water in my eyes, Jeff. Yeah, totally, totally. But I mean, I do feel bad for the baseball people there. I really oh, do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But 
Is, is it any surprise that Fuji is better with a different organization? No, it is not. zero surprise. Yeah. Hey, you know, we, they, they also cut Max Muncy for free too. So what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Uh, they, they do make a lot of those. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. I mean, if you needed saves is is one of those few weeks that there hasn't been a lot of them lately, but this is one of the few weeks you might be able to slide, slide in some, some, some saves here. Um, I had Shaw at the top just cause you know, we talk about Rocky's home week and Tyler Kinley. That means he's pitching at home all week, which right. I don't. I have no interest. Loved. None. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ZRA six seven is whips one six. So it's <laughs> that I saw that. I was like, oh gosh, what are we doing here? But um, you know, last three outings have been scoreless. He got two saves and three outings. Uh, if you're desperate, I, I think it works. I mean, the Rockies win more games at home. So there is that. They just like I think they're like forty four percent win percentage at home, like twenty eight or something on the road. So I mean, there is that. They got a chance for more wins at home, but um, right. Uh, Jeff, some, it's a good question. Someone asked Chad asking if you use the Carlos Rodon uh, two-step this week. I don't have him in a single league this year, so I have I not uh, been put to that particular at, test. At Boston, at Pittsburgh. I'm not even aware of like what he's done on, like lately. Um, he got absolutely trashed his last start. Yeah, that's what I thought, but... But the two, uh, the two, the three before that were pretty good. Lefty in Boston? Nah. Uh... But then it's um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm throwing it. I guess you have to because it's what are you going to have? I mean, he got destroyed by Detroit. Like smoked. Like he looked terrible in that start too. I actually watched some of that game and he did not. Uh, he he, uh, he he earned every bit of uh, that getting smoked. Yeah. I mean, part of it's Torque and Torque is 27, 76, 78 now. Torque so. is my dude. I love Torque. I love Torque too. Yeah. I'm All hoping he gets a, I mean, it was, I mean, it's a 30 because he was one of, he was one of my super late uh, guys. I really, really like, I hope he gets a 30 because that makes that look, look a little uh, more round and better. But uh, uh, I'm starting Rodon. I just, uh, you know, I, I think whatever you're going to take, you're going to start instead is just, it's not going to be great either. And give me the two yeah. starts. I hope Tukey I'm or Rodon, right? I mean, yeah, right? Like, Rodon. yeah. Is that a Ryan Nelson? Like I'm just going to yeah. start Rodon and, and hope that like he gets 13 strikeouts in the two starts and doesn't get killed. Like I just, yeah. Exactly. I think you got to do it in a, it's, a, it's the shallowest of leagues, but yeah, Jeff, I want to talk to you about a couple of players before we jump out of here. Um, you know, what, uh, what do we do with Corey Seager next year? How high is this guy going to go? Cause he is freaking awesome. I love Corey Seager. I love watching him hit. I love the home runs where that goes down to a knee and just hits bombs. He has 30 home runs. He's in three thirty-six in 99 games. He missed a big chunk of the season when he was hurt. Um, I don't know, 17 and percent barrel rate, 55% hard hit rate. Uh, dude is just awesome. The problem is you don't get any stolen bases from a shortstop, yeah. which is really tough. But man, this dude is, I, I love Seager. I think we're talking like middle of the second round would maybe get pushed up a little higher next year. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, you know, 18 to 20 kind of pick in there, something like that. So what's going to happen is you're going to do a, a draft in December and January where you get him in the third round because no one, he doesn't run. He doesn't run. Right. And then he's going to get the Freddie Freeman treatment as we realize he's safe. And yeah. yeah. Safe in terms of performance, maybe not right. health, but yeah. And uh, I think, and he's I think we know expensive. now the the two forty five last year was the flukiest of outliers of flukes. Like it was just yeah. insane. Yeah, exactly. And every you know the the best part is every single person said that Seager was going to benefit from the shift change, shift limitations, and every single person was right. Um, and yet we still got him in the fourth and fifth round last year or this year. But yeah, we're we're absolutely going to have to pay more for him, and I think I'll probably do it. I just. You have to realize you just have to kind of plan accordingly. The thing is, if you're going Corey Seager in the second, you're probably not taking a pitcher in the first round because yeah, so you then have you're no waiting for the two rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, or maybe you will. And maybe you go one ace, you go Seager, and then you got to get 
stolen bases with your hitters in rounds three, four, and five, but yeah. you're, you're giving something up, up else up. You're giving up saves or you're giving up a, a one, a starting pitcher. Honestly, I, I, I think I'm going to probably not draft in my, my 15 teamers. I'm probably not going to draft a close in the first four rounds. Maybe not even the fifth. We'll see. I mean, I feel like I've had better teams when I haven't spent the draft capital on the early closers. The early closes have been good this year, though, too. Like, they have been. Like, like the top 15 closes, I think like 13 of them have been really like. But the correlation the to price. winning and early closers isn't there. Yeah. And even like looked- getting the, the the found money. The Sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, you're good. The Alexis Diaz, uh, Camila Duvall. I mean, we, we t- Fred and I were talking about this two or three weeks ago. Um, and the research was shown that it doesn't correlate to like the top teams in the online championship. Remember the year that uh, Diaz had like 60 saves in Seattle. Yep. One team out of the top 20 had them. It wasn't like that was like a cheat code. I was really hoping to refute you, but uh, the top team in the main event has a uh, Seawald and Duval- Duval as two closers. Yeah. So, I mean, so like that, that's like, uh, a so he actually has Duval. A, I mean, that's, that's actually, but even that was not a, that was not a top four round guy. That was like a seventh round guy. Right, but it, it, it's it's held a lot of different times. That yes, it sucks when you don't get the closers. Then you're chasing and you're wasting the fab and you overspend on the fab. Um, I I think that's one of the things we a lesson we have to learn and relearn all over again is don't spend the big bucks on the fab guys and closers. But just you do keep speculating. But yeah, I, I mean it's easier said than done. But you know. Tanner Scott was pretty cheap, right? And he's going to be a big mover for people in leagues. Uh, yeah. You're going to get 10 saves down the stretch out of him. It's just always, it's always hard to find that guy. But yeah, I right. mean, if you if you found Kyle Finnegan, I mean, it, it, if you find the right guy, it works. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm good paying for one, but definitely not. I'm definitely like, we'll wait on the I'm second. Definitely one. not paying for two. And yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not paying a top three pick. I, I, yeah. It might be a five, six, seven round guy rather than a three, four guy. That right. I think you have to find that one guy that you're comfortable with later on. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I, give me Seeger over an early closer every time. That's, I guess that's, I'm okay. willing to pay the opportunity cost of an early closer by getting Seeger. All right. Seeger over Trevor May. I got it. We're good. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Trevor May, I think Trevor May has 19 saves now. I, I don't know how he got there, but I think he actually has 19 saves, which is kind of wild. He's been. <laughs> He's, he somehow held on to that job. He had 19 saves. Uh, yeah. His whip's only won five, though. That's pretty solid. Um, where do you think Tristan Casas goes next year? Is someone that, like, a huge prospect and was kind of just boring in the first half, had nine home runs in the All-Star break in 77 games, is now hit his 24th home run on Sunday. All the, like, patience, hard contact stuff has all come around the second half. He's been really, really good. Um, I think he's going to be a popular guy in drafts. I think people are going to like him. I think he's going to be a mover, too. Yeah, I think so. Um Holy! I, sorry, I got distracted. I I didn't did, know did, what did, happened with Cole Reagans today. Did you, you just saw the Rick Ankiela three pitches in a row. Holy crap! Yeah, I've talked about a guy that has been like burning up our uh, podcast lately too, and to see that happen when he had a two nothing lead and like yeah. late in the game too. He did. It was yeah. Yeah, and he had six walks today. <sighs> only gave two runs though. Still, still was fine, but had six walks. He only gave, he only gave one hit, and he just he was unhittable. But uh, he couldn't couldn't find the plate. I mean, I. God, I hope that's not like a thing. Maybe it's you know what's just... weird. You you just pulled up that highlight. You know what's weird about that stadium is like every stadium I look up, I can tell you what stadium it is by like the wall or whatever it is right away. I still can't figure out Toronto's wall because they changed yeah. it all. It's, every time I look up, I'm like, is that a minor league game? I just can't. The Toronto just does not fit my eye at all. It's very that's, weird. It's I need funny to, I need how to that works. That. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because every other stadium I look up in one second, I can tell you exactly where they're playing and all that. But yeah, uh, the Toronto wall still kind of gets me a little bit. That's so funny. Uh, but Tristan Casas, you asked about yeah. that. I'm in on him for sure. 100% in on him. Um, I He's always had a good batting eye, and now he's adding the power more, and he's getting more confident in himself. I feel like this is a guy that could hit 35-40 next year. Oh, nice. He certainly showed that in the second half. He's been re- – I mean, he's been huge. Uh, hard hit rate's 47%. Barrel rate's 13.5%. Um, it's all there. He might be a little too patient to hit that many home runs, but uh, he yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, that that's I'm saying he could. I, I yeah. won't project him for that, but point is, I like him a lot, and I'm going to have him. I'm going to have him, and he's not going to be. He's going to cost what? Would say like, you know, someone on the order of like what Crone cost for us this last last year, or uh, um, who, who am I thinking of? Uh, Arizona, um, Christian Walker. Christian Walker. He, yeah. He's going to be in that range. And I think you'll get a profit from that. Yeah, I think that's a probably a fair range, like an eighth, ninth round or a 15 team or something in the eighth to 10th round somewhere in there. I think that's probably about right. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I really like the I really like the profile. I like the swing. I like I like watching him hit. It just hits everything hard. I, I, I like watching him. And he just um, took a while to adjust to major league pitching. I yeah. think that's all that was. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in on him for sure. Did you know that uh, Pete Alonzo has a 206 Babbitt this year? I only do so because you pointed it out in our outline. Is that and, crazy? 206. Yeah. Well, home runs don't count towards Babbitt. True. But his Babbitt last year was 280. Yeah. Uh, but so much of his output is home runs or nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, this year especially. Here's the thing about him. I He got hurt. I don't think he ever was 100% healthy after yeah. that. Came back very quickly. Um, I, he might even be compromised right now for all we know, you know, how he's, many he's still at 43, one Oh three. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, it is wild. So I, I'm probably, you know, second round for him next year. Are you in? I, I think he's going to be there again. I think I, uh, some it's just cop up. Some of it depends who you took first, but yeah, I think I kind of am in, I think that, uh, the batting average is going to pop back up. The 206 batting is absurd. Like, that's never going to happen yeah. again. And he's not a big strikeout guy. Like, I always think of him as a big strikeout. He's not. He's at 22% right now, and that's up a little bit from last year. But at 40 home runs, like, you give me a 22% strikeout guy. That's, like, guys that hit just, kind of like, middling rate right now. So, yeah, yeah I think he pops up. I think he hits 260, 265, and, you know, 50 home runs is – he might do that this year, but that's always a possibility. Um, I uh, – yeah, I think so. I think that uh, this is as safe and solid a power profile as there's in baseball. Uh, and it's it's a classic. Okay, he's not going to run, so I, we have to account for that when we draft him in the second round. I mean, there is that. Yep. Um, if he uh, if you're deciding between him and Matt Olson, what uh, what are you doing? It's really Olsen hard because the team context. Olson's at forty eight one twenty one right now. Remember when he couldn't hit with runners in scoring position for like six <laughs> days? That was fun. 48 121 like the 48 just snuck up too like mm-hmm. i know he's been awesome but he's gonna have like 52 53 home runs his barrel rate 17.7 percent hard hit rates 58 percent right 57 and a half percent right now yeah i mean and he, he didn't pop back to that crazy 30 percent strikeout. he's he always gonna rise from the 2021 but he's 24 percent. he's walking four percent more um the dude is just a legit awesome great player. I don't there's no uh there's no more critiquing little things here and there. I know he had that horrible 2020 half season or third of a season. Uh dude just matches. He's awesome. He I love in the him. fourth love round him. this year too. Yeah. And not again. Nope. Nope. He's uh he's a 
probably a one, two turn next year. Maybe a little bit. How many Braves are going to go in the first four rounds? <laughs> a lot. The Braves have so many. It's it, what do they have? Seven guys with 20 home runs. It's something like that. So Acuna Strider, Albies, yep. Riley, Olson, for sure. Who am I forgetting? Um, let's Maybe it's see. only five. Maybe there's uh, only Michael five. Harris. How early does he go? Top four rounds. You think so? He was second round this year and been really good. Um, free too, as Paul mentioned. Uh, free to probably be, yeah, fourth round. Uh, but I think Harris uh, for sure. Iglesias would make eight. Wow. That's a crazy number. That's You're right. Nuts. Yeah, I think Harris does go there. I just think that uh, he's been really good in the second half. I know that. I think we've tried to throw it that first month. And yeah. um, and Sean Murphy's not far. He's not going to be in the top four rounds, but he's not going to be far out of there. He'll be sixth or seventh round. Yeah, I, I, I'm old enough to remember when people were talking about dropping Sean Murphy in one catcher leagues. That was fun. Oh, uh, that was a good time because yeah, he didn't play like three of the first six games or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a crazy. They are crazy. That's like almost all their whole lineup in the first four. That is wild. And they're going to be around for a long time too. They, yeah, all, all those signed. guys are young and they're all signed for like ten years. It's yeah, crazy. They, they've done an awesome job. Um, speaking of guys, they're going to go. Little, they're going to go higher than than they did this year. Uh, what do you think Logan Webb ends up in drafts next year? He was like a ninth, 10th round of this year. He's had a really nice year, uh, really nice. Uh, and that's back-to-back good years. He's a 3-4-0 ERA. He's lowered the whip down to 108. He's lowered his walk rate under 4%. That's been the key here. Strikeout rate goes up. Walk rate goes down. It's a really good trend. ton of ground balls. Um, he just feels like a guy that uh, is just really, really solid. But without the huge K upside, I don't know how high he goes. But where do you think he ends up landing? Because of the lack of K upside, I think he's – Similar to where he went last year, or I mean this year. I keep saying last year. Like, I think uh, I think maybe he jumps a little up, early. I think he jumps up significantly from this year. I think he's in the fifth or sixth round. Uh, yeah, that, that is, that's fair though, because he was probably eighth, ninth this year. I think uh, I think fourth, fifth, sixth. I think he might even rise up. He just feels like just like one of those guys is just super solid. I mean, 192 innings last year. He's 193 this year. He's got what three or four starts left, so he's gonna get to 210, something like that. Um, I don't know, he kind of feels like uh, just like a workhorse kind of guy to me. And uh, I know you're not going to get huge strikeouts, but when you throw 190 innings, you know, you're going to end up with 185, 190 strikeouts. And, you know, that, that works pretty nice. Yeah. I, I'm looking at him a little bit closer. I mean, the swing and miss is actually down, but the K percentage is up. That's a neat yep. trick. Um, that's hard yeah, to do. Hit, swing, swing, swing strike is under 9%. You're probably going to hear that number a lot this offseason when people are breaking him down. Yeah. Uh, home run rate actually went up. Which is interesting. Home run to fly ball went way up. Yeah, but uh, you have sixty-one percent ground balls. Like that's just not that many fly balls, I guess. And he's consistently like a high ground ball pitcher too. It's not yeah, like he's a fluke. I mean, he, he had fifty-one percent ground ball rate in twenty twenty-one too. The way his ball moves, I don't know how anybody ever hits in the air. It's crazy. Yeah. Plus, he was great in uh, Friday Night Lights and uh, <laughs> and, and also in uh, uh, Breaking Bad. But uh, you ever see? Uh, you ever watch Game Night the movie? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. He's in that too. He's underrated that. movie, by the way. Oh, great! I really like that movie. Freaking Very love that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we it, watched it one night. I'm like, oh, what's this? That's Jason Bateman. I really like Jason Bateman. I was like, oh, this movie's really funny. First time I saw it was on the plane, and I actually was like, literally laughing out loud. I'm like, I'm a little <laughs> self conscious about this, but at the same time, like, it was so good. Yeah, I'm usually in for anything Kyle Chandler, so I was uh, I was good with that. But it was the whole yeah. movie was good again. You know, Pablo Lopez has 213 strikeouts, Jeff. 14 strikeouts today against uh, against the Mets. Uh, two hits, eight innings. I feel like he's quietly, quietly been really, really good. 213 strikeouts. Impressive. That trade was the most classic help win-win trade for that I've, uh, you know, you can see. I mean, 
both guys, Arias and Lopez, have done exactly what their their acquiring teams wanted. I feel like I haven't heard about Arias getting a hit in the second half. Yeah, and he's still like, what's he still like at three sixty? I think or something. Three forty nine. Three forty nine. So it's slowing down a little bit, but still three forty nine. Yeah, uh, I say he hasn't hit the second half. He's hitting two ninety four in the second half. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. What a, yeah. what a waste. Um, he doesn't run though. And that's the thing. Like he doesn't run yeah. and he doesn't hit for power. So fantasy wise, he's just he's no. tough. He's yeah. so good, but he's tough. I mean, he hits three fifty. Yeah, it works. But if he hits three ten, it really doesn't work very well. No. Hey, uh, I gotta say, a good friend, uh, Anthony Gialdi, said hi. I was I, I was drafting two spots over him for this weekend in the NFL. He's a he's a good human. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Anthony's yeah. a really good dude. Fun guy to be around. It was really fun to see him. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, it was. It was. It was really good. It was. It was fun draft. Uh, I, I have to apologize. He he took Carderas Tony in like the round, and I, I made a snide comment, and I felt bad. Oh, well, <laughs> it was well, after well, after well. after the cheat game when he had the horrendous. Well, yeah. So you got him for cheap. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to use him this week. You got a free look. Free look. I did notice that. Uh, how do you not pick someone who looks so good on Thursday night? But that's all right. Um, <laughs> last guy I want to talk about: uh, James Outman in LA. Another guy who's kind of been. Uh, Kind of had a quiet, uh, really good fantasy year. 19 home runs, 15 yeah. stolen bases. It doesn't sound huge, but where you got him in drafts, um, that has been a huge score. He's actually was he was dropped in some leagues too, hitting 253. Uh, you know, strike it out, strikes out too much. That's the problem here. Is 32 percent, but walks a bunch. Um, so it helps the strike. It helps the helps the stolen bases right there. But you know, over 40 percent hard hit rate, over 10 percent barrel. Um, he's become kind of one of their key guys in this team. Like he he went from like. He's going to play against righties and maybe uh, maybe some lefties or maybe maybe not all righties but some. Now he's kind of playing against everybody. He's been uh, he's been very solid. Yeah, he has. And you know that you know get yeah that that that's what he was a good prospect, but he was never like elite prospect. No one's really like oh he, you got to make him rookie of the year. But he's been really solid. And the Dodgers really needed that too. They did. There's a there was a time where they were like they just needed somebody to be out there every single day, and he's been that guy and. We talked about the Dodgers a couple weeks ago. How good they are, man! They are. They're, they're, they're starting pitching. I don't know what's going to look like. Bueller's not going to pitch now. He's not going to pitch this year. Yeah. Obviously, Urias is is gone, and Kershaw velocity's down. They yeah, they're saying back he's pitching start. through shoulder stuff. Yeah, like I don't know who's like the Dodgers are awesome. You look at their lineup. You look at everything they do. Their record. I don't know who starts for them in playoff game. pitched through really a tough. torn UCL for a while, and now he's done. I mean, but do they go? Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Lance Lynn, Pepe. Like, I don't even know what they do. I don't either. They're, Ryan they're Yarbrough, hurt. who knows? I mean, I think it's underrated how much they're hurt in the starting pitching. Well, right Lance now. Lynn, maybe, but I mean, he got killed by uh, good teams. I mean, he's, that's the problem is he can, he's be fine against Oakland and, um, you know, Colorado. I think he's going to get killed by good teams. It is really weird to see such a good team have like such a like total flaw at this point in yeah. time. I, I, I was kind of curious if Bueller was going to be like a two inning, you know, gas in the bullpen kind of guy. And obviously not, it doesn't, it's not working. And, you know, I think it's probably smart if he's not fully ready. You don't want to stick him in a situation where he's going to hurt himself. But, right. And if Kershaw's not healthy, I don't know who the heck pitches their playoff games. Well, and the thing is, the way they behave this year, though, I mean, they kind of are like, yeah, we don't care. You know, that's, it's fine. We'll just get through it and we'll, next year is going to be better. Except yeah. now Otani's not going to pitch for them, even if uh, they get him. No, he's not. Um, but I, I mean, I tried to trade for Eduardo Rodriguez. That didn't work. Um, but I, they could have added somebody. It's, uh, it's gonna, if they're a fascinating playoff team because like every every matchup, you're gonna be like they're pitching that guy tonight, but then they're gonna they'll still win because they're just they well because games. their lineup is still awesome though. Yeah, it's awesome, and their yeah. bullpen's better than people realize. It, it was terrible for a while, but it's been pretty good lately. 
Yeah, Gratterall Phillips the back end is really, really good. It's just a matter of, you know, if you have to pitch a sixth inning. But Ryan Yarbrough just throws three innings, and it's good every time. Yeah. And, hey, you know, I see, like, Ben's commenting in about, you know, them versus the Braves. Yes, the Braves took three out of four from them. Those games were close, though, for the yeah. most part. And the Dodgers fought Braves... back in those games. The Dodgers fought back in those games. They scored four against Strider. They they were down, like, six on the end of the game, lost eight, seven. Um, I don't know. I just I can't count these guys out. But, man, on paper, the pitching is just – it's it's tough right now. Well, and, okay, Strider you trust, although he's kind of slowed down a little bit in the second half, a little bit, and he's sick right now, but that's whatever. But, but Still fully trust. Max Freed, when healthy, I fully trust, but I don't trust the health. Charlie Morton is really good, but has had some stinkers. Elder, I don't trust. No. Um, I know he's been fairly good this year, and maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Point is, I, I you know, the Braves pitching is so, not like, oh, locked in. It's amazing. Now, their lineup's stupid, um, but the pitching, uh, they could there could be some shootout games here. There could be some shootout games. I think that's fair. I mean, I just think Strider, Freed, Morton is still pretty darn good. It's better than what the teams. Dodgers are rolling yeah. out or most everybody. And that's the thing. Nobody has deep pitching. Nobody. Everybody's like hurting for innings. I think this year, I think one thing about the combination of the world baseball classic and the new, and the new rules, I think it's just really stripped away people's depth in pitching. Yeah. It, there aren't a lot, a lot, not a lot of good teams where you're like, Oh my gosh, I can, I mean, I guess the Brewers can throw Burns and Woodruff out there. The Phillies can and throw Peralta. Nola. Peralta's awesome. Peralta, too. Yeah. Yeah, the Phillies can throw Nola and Wheeler out there back to but back. But Nola, the Nola, Philly fans hate Nola. You never know what you get from Nola every start. It's just it's all over the place. The Viratol spread at Nola when he has a bad game on Twitter by the, like Philly baseball Twitter. It's it's amazing to me. They hate him. I mean, his ERA is four six, so I guess it's not, it's not it's not good. It's funny because when Trey Turner was bad, they all like got behind him, and now he's good again. So I don't know mm-hmm. why uh, why they who they picked to be behind, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel that with, with Twitter and with Nola too. It's like everybody's waiting for him to give up a home run. They just freaks well, out. Well, and he's a free agent to be too, so yeah. they're going to hate him even more soon. Timothy Tunks makes a really good point. Seattle has the pitching. If they get yes, in the playoffs, they, they are the team that like they could uh, they could be a tough matchup for anybody in a short series. Yeah. So. Cool. Anybody else uh, you want to talk about, Jeff? I feel like you kind of hit all the injury stuff as we were kind of uh, going through here. Um, James Paxton, Luis Severino, and Luis Ranjifo are all out for the season. Um, so obviously you have those guys, they're easy drops. Um, but that was kind of the – and Jason Dominguez, we talked about that earlier. That was kind of the only news and notes I had. But uh, anything else on your mind uh, before we jump out of here? Ranjifo's a little bummer. I mean, he's he had his playing, moments. He's playing really well like last six, six, six eight weeks. He's been yeah. He's been very helpful. Yeah, and now the Angels, of course, are being strip mined and all that. I'm, I'm shocked the Angels got somebody hurt. It seems surprising. Yeah, I mean, the Today, Angels, uh, so depressing. I mean, they actually is, tried to do the right thing, um, and then they is, did the wrong thing, of course, to get under the luxury tax. But Is Mike Trout on the Angels opening day next year? No. I don't think so either. No. I, I think that's he a wants hard, to be That's a hard contract to trade. They're going to have to eat some money to, to do it. Yeah, they will. They will. But I, I think they are a, a sneaky candidate to be the next A's. You know, just be oh, total God. strip mind. That is a that's a tough comp right there. Well, it's minus the whole like cynical moving of the whole entire franchise. But I think they're just going to be torn apart because what do they have going for them in the future? Trout has seven years left at thirty five plus million each of those years. They're going to lose Otani. I mean, yeah. they have to they have to eat some of that contract trade. Nobody's taking the contract flight straight out. No, right? of course not. Yeah. Of course not. But. But that's uh, crazy. You say, of course not. This is like one of the best baseball players in history. And like, nobody's taking that contract on right now. No, not, not at full price given no. his injury history. 
yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, and especially if he came out for one game and he's back out, it's just, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting off season in Anaheim for sure. Yeah, it is. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We do appreciate that. Appreciate all the comments in the chat. It was uh, always fun to see that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at, at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Um, I promise not too many 49ers gifts this week, although I promise there will be some. Because um, <laughs> when you roll into Pittsburgh and just kick their butt, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, it was a fun uh, fun Sunday morning out here in, in Niner land. But I hope everybody has a really good week. Obviously, three weeks left in the season. Uh, we hope everybody makes a move with their standings. Hopefully, this is a, a fun and uh, competitive last three weeks here. Look forward to uh, talking more baseball with you next Sunday night. Hope everybody has a good one, and uh, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.